Welcome to day four of the Australian Open. I'm Ben Rothenberg, joined by Courtney Nguyen. Holding up okay, Courtney? We're holding up. I'm definitely going to be called, calling it a little early. If there is no uh, Courtney voice in the Karolina Pliskova or Julia Gerges uh, press conference, you will know why. There may not be a Julia Gerges or Christine There may not be one, Karolina and Pliskova. also because yeah. I'm, I'm going to go home and sleep a little bit. That's, you have that coming, and we understand that. So let's quickly go over the day's events. Uh, obviously, the big first thing that happened today, the headline most places, will be retirement of Leighton Hewitt, his last match. Finally, in his 20th, 20th Australian Open, he's still in doubles, which is always this weird hanging chad Super for weird. all of his retirement so retirements. Everyone does it. Kleisters did it. Roddick, I guess, didn't do it. But mo- a lot of players wind up doing that, so it just makes it, yeah, it just makes it a little slow. But anyway, his last singles match was tonight, and here's what that sounded like. What's the uh, overwhelming emotion right now? Um... Yeah, it's strange. Um, yeah, out on the court, obviously, you got so many things going through your head, um, and you're trying to soak it up as much as possible out there one last time. And yeah, it was that unbelievable atmosphere out there. A couple of the roars during the match tonight was, you know, as loud as I've ever played in front of. You know, I was getting goosebumps at times, and yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, even just watching the video and hearing. Um, you know, those great players talk about you in that light was, you know, pretty emotional. Um, you know, and, and especially, you know, when I got back in the locker room and I guess that hit you a little bit more then. <clears throat> when I'm with my, uh, you know, my close friends and, and coaching staff and that, that, you know, have helped me so much out. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, sort of a strange feeling because you're obviously disappointed not to keep going, but obviously proud of everything that we've done as well. What's that? Were there tears? Uh, I don't know, maybe a couple. Yeah. You probably had time to look at the things that people are saying about you on radio, on TV, online. I mean, you've been called the embodiment of Australian sport. You've become this national treasure. How does that sit <laughs> with you? Um, yeah, I yeah, I haven't read anything, obviously, but yeah, as I said on the court, this. This month has been awesome. I've, I've loved every minute out of it. I've tried to soak it up and enjoy it as much as possible, but still try and go out there and perform and obviously, you know, play well and stay focused. Um, but, you know, I, I've loved every minute of playing for Australia, you know, wearing the green and gold. Um, not just when we played Davis Cup, I, I pride myself on being an Australian throughout the year and representing our great country and, and the love and support that I've had throughout my career, but you know, the last few years has been unbelievable. It's grit and determination that everyone always talks about when it comes to you. Is it something that you think you're born with? Uh, I'm pretty sure I was. I don't know if, you know, I think people can sort of work on it over time a little bit and improve. Um, but, you know, I think my attitude and, and you know, that, that attitude to give 100% all the time, it wouldn't have mattered if I was a tennis player or I was doing a nine-to-five job in an office. So, you know, I always wanted to get the you know, most out of myself, I think. No athlete likes to go out losing, but tonight, how, how great was it to, to have what you did on court in those few moments of 
the video and the kids walking out and I think a lot of unexpected for you. Yeah. Um, no, it's special. It is. And it's like I've always you know, said for the last year or so that uh, I feel very fortunate that um, – you know, I've had such a great career that I had the opportunity to go out on my terms and a lot of great sporting athletes don't have that opportunity and especially if you play in a team uh, environment where you know the coach makes a decision whether you're going to play or not sometimes and where you when you finish your career um, and I actually had the ball in my court and a lot of ways to do that you know here at the Australian Open so <clears throat> I feel really pleased about that. Quite a long time, Will Swanton, sports reporter for the Australian yeah. newspaper here. Who you Anaheim. may remember as oh, the guy who had to introduce himself to Bernard Tomic. Yes, that's his. That's his calling card. Really, here's Will, joined by Will Swanton, sports writer for the Australian. As an Australian, Will, as is in your newspaper's title, this is what does this Leighton Hewitt moment mean? It's been a long time coming, yep. obviously, but now that it's finally here, as someone you've been in tennis quite a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. what is this like for you? Well, I think it was, well, it, it was strange. I was, um, Leighton's first match a couple of nights ago, I felt a bit flat about that for some reason. I think playing... playing an Aussie, maybe. Yeah, and also, yeah. you know, the, the former world number one playing the number 100 and something, I was kind of fearful that he, that he might lose that. And you know, no offence to the duck, but going out to the duck at the Australian <laughs> Open might not be the you know the the, uh, the fitting farewell. But it had that air of you know, there's a lot of famous Australian athletes from cricket teams. And everything else came for his first round match, and there was a bit of that air that this might be it kind of thing. So mm. I think it was re- it was a relief to a lot of people that he got through that. And he celebrated I that thought, pretty heartily after. And he did. Yeah. And, and there was also an air of you know like the the, the big fist clenching and the falling on the back. But there was a part of me that thought that used to be the stuff he used to do when he beat yeah. Sampras and Federer. And I now so. he's beating Duckworth. And, yeah, and now beating Duckworth. Spelt trouble for, ten- for tonight, <laughs> Sorry, I yeah. thought. Yeah. Yeah. So playing against Freer was going to be a whole different. He was obviously a bit hurt. I mean, but his, you know, most, most retirements come from the mental exhaustion kind of thing. But Leighton, if, if it was possible, he'd play for another right. 10 years. But it was the body, body that was there. And to beat Freer... He'd have to run all night, and he just can't do it anymore. That was the so. thing with Leighton, is that his his mind, his want, his will to compete mm. was so far ahead of his body now yes. for so long. I yeah, mean, that's, yeah. that's, it, he played, and maybe this for me, I don't, for me this felt, I'm not being an Australian, mm, obviously. Yeah. No, I was at I was in New York when Leighton won his first, I was at the final in Arthur Ashe. Yeah, right. Yeah. His first title. Um, but it felt a little flat for me 
this whole run because he's been, I feel like, in a bit of a farewell mode, yes. as I see it, for so long. And a yeah. bit of a, let's appreciate him while we still can mode. Yes. And so when it finally comes, and it could have come, honestly, in any one of the last five years, yeah. I would say. Yeah, for sure. I don't, yeah. I, in Australia, is there that, that sense at all that, okay, yeah. Leighton's finally exiting? Yeah. Or is it, you know, any cynicism about that, I guess? Yeah, well, well, well there's a little bit of that, I think. I mean, it's, um, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think probably this time last year would have been uh, in a way, the, the perfect way to go out tennis-wise. But, but I do think after, I mean, yeah, it's about half an hour since they finished, and it does kind of feel like it all went well. If that right. makes sense, like, yeah. like, like it was a, it was, it was a good match. He had a bit of a fight back at the end. There was a bit of atmosphere and everything else. Uh, so right now, and yeah, that nice little speech from David Ferrer and the, you know, they're two such similar kind of characters right. and yes, plays. That, that all feel so in, in the immediate aftermath of it, it feels. Quite good. Yeah, no, <laughs> really? exactly. I, think. I yeah. think so. I think so. I mean, how much of one of my observations over the last couple of weeks being here and the yeah. lead up to tonight um, is do you think that there's any revisionist history kind of going on with respect to kind oh, of the farewell? Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I sure. mean? Yes, I yeah. mean, he's being celebrated as obviously as he is, which is a good yes. champion for number and the one. Fighter and the fighter and all these yes. sorts of things. But it does kind of feel like a lot of things are being forgotten. Yes, and for, sure, over. for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, out of respect for him. Yeah. I mean, obviously he wants to bow out. For sure, for sure. Yeah, you know, there've been stages where I've, I've wondered what James Blake was thinking all this. Exactly. And yeah, you know, this this great heroic, um, you know, side the Leighton, which everyone is tapping into, which is fair enough. And there are, it's been an extremely unusual career in that the absolute highlights came in his first couple of years. Oh yeah. And and since then it's all been downhill. So yeah. I think the respect. He's got a stem from the fact that he'll go and play back courts all over the world. Just that pure love of the game, mm-hmm. I think, has come through. But the, you know, for, for sure and certain, there is that side where when there was a stage, which you guys probably know, but there was a stage where there was a, the biggest sporting magazine in Australia had a poll on the, on the most hated athlete in Australia, and it was Leighton. <laughs> yeah, by a mile. How long ago? When, when was that? About oh, oh, a good decade ago. Yeah, you know, yeah, when it was all kind of you know flying around back then. But he was an extremely polarising figure yeah. to put it to put it politely. And, and so that you know that fight and everything tonight in a different light could be seen as you know a bit a bit um, less positive than yeah. it's probably coming out. But you know. Um, for all, for all his, you know, the, the poorer moments of his career, um, I think he does deserve a bit of the respect that he's getting just yeah. for the for the fight. And for I, sure. And I, I think also, you know, being being down on the physical gifts of a, of a lot of players, he's kind of had to had to fight above and beyond just to match these guys and beat them. So he was the original Ferrer. I mean, I think that's why it was. Yeah. I think a pretty fitting person for him to go out to. For sure, Somebody, yeah. Yeah, who wasn't good. Who, and it was a close enough match. There were some good points. And he yeah. got a couple, especially like in the late third set. Yeah, yeah. A couple yeah. things are maybe started to think maybe, he, maybe he'd at least force a fourth set. I don't think I was thinking he'd yeah. win the whole match. But, you know, winning yeah. a set would have been nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's now going to be Davis Cup captain. Yeah. Uh, which seems to be a whole sort of drama-filled thing, that all the orchestrations that got him to that seat eventually. Yeah, yeah. With all the chaos of the yeah. young girls joining ranks. I guess, what? how do you see him... In that role, well, I think I think Nick, Nick, and Bernie Kyrgios and Tomic, they've just lucked out massively here because the exact kind of person they need to get that bit of steel that they probably have lacked mm-hmm. is Leighton Hewitt, and right at the time in their early twenties when they're trying to take the step up to top ten and and beyond, um, is the time when Leighton retires, and so now they've got this, you know, terrific, terrific kind of warrior in in their corner, right? And it's like like it's. It uh, makes me think of you know like a, a, a boxer who needs a really good strong trainer 
in their corner, the risk of sounding a bit cliche, but you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like exactly. that like an also all that all that kind of knowledge of all the years on tour and all the, the grizzled th- veteran in the corner. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, and, yeah, with the spit bucket respect, and the towel exactly, and everything right. else. Like you get out there and you Rocky show up. and, and old, Rocky, old, exactly. old, old Mickey, whatever that's his right. name was. Yeah. Yeah. I see. That's the image so, I have. So and you're if, right. That is exactly the kind of hole that Tomic, especially, uh, curious. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but Tomic especially is. I mean, Leighton always seemed to have his head on right in terms of work ethic, in terms yeah. of being able to go out and compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if he you think you think he can get through to those guys for sure yeah yeah, yeah for sure and so yeah. I, I think the impression I get from Nick especially is that there's been a bit more a bit more kind of grunt in him this summer I mean, the whole showmanship and everything's always going to be a part of it and he's just that explosive kind of NBA style yeah. athlete who has that side to it uh, but he spent he's, he spent a lot of time with Leighton before this before this summer and I do think that that has rubbed off a bit so for Leighton I mean I mean tonight it felt like. There was a bit of an air of in Leighton, a kid being told you can't play anymore, and him not wanting to go, but you have to go. Yeah. You know, I've got kind of foot stomping, and I don't yeah. want to work. <laughs> but I'll, but all right then. But he's he, he is fortunate in having a job in tennis because he d- just loves the sport so yeah. much. So he's fortunate to have a, this Davis Cup role, which he steps into from tomorrow, basically. Right. Um, and and yeah, for, like Nick and Bernie for sure are just massively fortunate, I think, to have to have him. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, though, because even tonight I was watching and, uh, you know, Leighton has a little bit of a go with the chair umpire, yeah, Pascal sure. Maria, and <laughs> no, I'm, like, loved it. I'm like, hold on, yeah, exactly. Leighton's supposed to be mentoring Nick, yeah, yeah, and Nick's yes, at home, is. you know, getting, you know, resting after, you know, yeah. to get ready for tomorrow, and yeah, he's yeah, seeing yeah. this, and he's like, yeah, that's all right, all right, I can, yeah. still, I can still keep doing that. I know, so I know. And it's look at the applause getting, so yeah, it's fine. Exactly. And, and, and we were actually, I mean, yeah, the, the Australian journalists here, and we were saying, you know, Leighton calling calling the linesman or more on yeah. or the umpire or whatever. But we're saying if that was if that was Serena doing that tonight, it would be mm-hmm. on for young and old. For sure. And be a massive oh, yeah. drama and everything else. But if Kyrgios did it. Well if, if Kyrgios, you know, yeah. If, yeah, if anyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or probably if Leighton so do it and it wasn't his last match. Right, right. I'm not going for young and old. But, but, but I think there's <laughs> yeah. an air of oh I'll take it. Like, yeah. you know, it's like uh, we give one you this. for the road. Yeah. <laughs> one for the road. One last question for you for the road. You've one particular as a reporter or just as watching one particular latent memory that stands out. Um, more, more than other good or bad or any up. or anything well, per, personal f- interaction or anything else like that. Yeah, well, um, yeah. There's obviously. I mean, I, I still remember when he beat Rafter um, when the World Tour Finals were in Sydney, and that would have been back in oh one, oh two, whenever okay. Leighton became number one. And that yeah. was, I mean, and he just looked like it. He, he would have been what was he then, nineteen or twenty yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And he looked like he was twelve. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. his press conference, the yeah. clothes didn't look like they fit, and everything was. He, he just looked so. Young. But my. My biggest memory is um, of seeing him train out here in the days when he's obviously hurt um, and there's not really, you know, the rankings diving and um, there's not really that much interest in him. But he, I just remember seeing him train here in the backcourts mm. and he was just putting in so, so much effort. And there was part of me thinking, kind of, why bother? Yeah, that's true. That's a human response. Yeah. yeah, but it was like the, the, the absolute effort and I'm sure... Now he's he's kind of brave. I don't know if brave is the right word, but his 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 really tough moments would have been when no one was watching. I know it sounds like mm-hmm. a bit of a cliche, and no, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, like that. There was one training session where I just thought, like, that's pretty, pretty. Um, 
I'm not sure, insane or bold or something like that, but it was pretty good to see. Those are, those are all words that I think would wrap them up nicely. <laughs> yes, right. Insane, 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 insane bold, bold. But, pre- but pretty good to see overall. <laughs> yes, right, yeah. Thank you very much, Will. Cheers. All, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Yeah. All right. Have a good night. Uh, good one. Good yeah. All right. So while Leighton was departing, I think it really feels, Courtney, like somebody else is arriving at this tournament who we've been waiting for for a long time, been waiting in the wings, pretty distant wings. But now I feel like Naomi Osaka is here and doing things. She is. She is. And the Naomi Osaka experience, I'm so excited to let you guys in on it because I think that unless you have been, I don't know, I think a very small handful of people have really... She's wait. She's, yeah, she's underground. She's underground. She's so underground, and and this is like pre-signing, pre-indie label signing. She's raw. She's awkward. She's weird. She's incredibly charming. Yeah. Um, and just kind of, I don't know. She just sucks you in, and part of that is is her personality of just this very placid, almost completely unaffected teenager who doesn't seem wowed by anything, but you also know that that can't be the case. Um, and also what I find personally fascinating about Naomi Osaka outside of her game, which I think is really exciting and, and very, it's cool to watch that develop and really mature in the last six months more so than anything else. But outside of the court is just this idea of Naomi Osaka as this multicultural um potential icon of, of, you know, she is Japanese. Her mother is Japanese. Her father is Haitian. She has a Japanese passport. She plays for Japan. That is her official nationality. Uh, But she trains in the United States. Lived there Um, since she was three. Lived there since she was three. Has other, other than, you know, food and visiting there every once in a while and things like that, really doesn't have any connection to Japan outside of her mother. So it's a fascinating thing to see because we walked in her press conference after her first round match when she beat Beckage and... Her first round press conference was probably the most fascinating, with maybe the exception of like a couple of the match fixing questions of Djokovic or something, was definitely the most fascinating uh, moment of the press here. Standing room only. Standing room only. And she was put in room two, which seats about, I went in there and counted today, just in context of her. It seats about 20 people. Okay. There are 20 chairs, at least in there now. But there were 36 or 37 people, and that was like, you can't double the, people were standing, you were standing in the back, it was very crowded. And so she comes in there with all these Japanese media, and the Japanese media contingent has grown a lot in this Kei Nishikori relevance era. Right. And she comes in there and sits down, and it's clear right away that she's not going to be answering questions in Japanese. No, I mean... she I, doesn't really speak it. And I was trying to rack my brain. I cannot think of a player who plays for a country of which she does not speak the national language. Pretty much. I mean, I've heard I things mean, Camilla about... Georgie, Camilla Georgie. Camilla Georgie's Italian. I've heard it's pretty scratchy, but she does do press in Italian. She does do press in Italian. You yeah. know, or she can do Spanish and they can... Or whatever she does. They, they make Some it work. Blend. They make it work. They make it work. But, you know, when you talk about Japan and especially... I mean, things have improved. My sister lives in Japan, so I've asked her a lot about this a lot. Um, things have improved there with respect to kind of, um, kind of everyday Japanese folk being able to speak... English. That's yeah. not really something that has been focused on by them. But with the Tokyo Olympics coming up, I was just in huh. Tokyo last uh, last winter, um, and all the taxi drivers were practicing their English with me, which it did not happen the year before. It did not happen the year before. I mean, that was the first time that people were going out of their way to speak to me in English. So, but that I say all that simply because their press corps there are going to be quite a few people who don't speak yeah. English. I, I talked to one of the, for my, I did a story about her today for the New York Times, and I talked to one of the few Japanese reporters who has really good English, uh, Aki, our friend Aki. Our friend Aki. Um, and she was saying, yeah, that like the Japanese press corps, and you know herself included on some level, they aren't entirely sure what to make of her, because she's 
kind of an oddball in the best ways, even if you got everything in even English. Even if she was just an American, I mean, you'd be like, this is... You. you might remember her. We included a little snip of her when, we were, when you launched W Insider Podcast in Singapore. And uh, we had she made that Meek Mill reference to the Meek Mill Drake feud in Singapore. And those are the kind of jokes she makes. Um, there was a moment uh, in the interview I did with her, which I don't think I'll put in here. Uh, the mo- interview I did with her, just one-on-one for the story, in which she I asked her... Um, what you know? What her goals were in the sport? And she said to be something like, "I'm not going to give this example, but like to be the best that ever was." Oh, to be the very best that ever was. And then she like looked at me and smiled, and I was like, "Okay." And she was like, "Oh, that was a Pokemon reference. I'm sorry." <laughs> and she has this like weird apology, apologetic nature for her what she sees as her awkwardness. Yeah. And it's all the whole thing is very endearing. She's self-aware in her awkwardness. Yeah, there she isn't is. like a you know she's just weird and she thinks that she's normal. She's fully aware of it and she catches herself and she's trying to be she's trying to get it right yeah. and sometimes she does and sometimes she misses but through it all the struggle is real and it's endearing in and of itself so that'll be really fun she plays Victoria Azarenka next which will be great just for her to get a Tough big test. court and also just to get people to see her she normally plays on outside courts and even if you're a hardcore tennis fan you probably didn't you probably have never seen her actually play not many times that I, many times maybe the Stozer match in I, Stanford I remember obviously. how impressed you were with her in uh, Stanford when you saw her there mm-hmm. personality and court so I've really tried to seek her out anytime because I go to Slam Qualies a lot and she's been in there the last couple of years yeah. maybe, maybe even just one year because her ranking was real low in Stanford really? it was like she didn't play juniors and she, she yeah. wasn't really playing a ton of ITS she was no. just practicing kind of like the Serena Venus model of exactly. uh, of, uh, of uh, preparation yeah. for the pro tour but she's making a great splash her game has really improved this is a kid who can hit forehands at 120 miles an hour. So we, and, yeah. uh, she and she's actually trying not to do that she anymore. She doesn't do that anymore. She's kept that in the uh, in the quiver right now. So I'd like to see that come out at least occasionally. Just because just it's fun. Because it's crazy. Because it's a crazy shot. But in the meantime, get to know her off-court here with some snippets from her press conferences. One and two. Questions will start in English. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 okay. English? English only. Naomi, is it a little more crowded in there than you might expect? Um, yeah, a little bit. I wasn't expecting this many people. How does it feel to get your first grand slam win? Um, really exciting, and I'm like really happy. Naomi, how helpful was going through qualifying and you know getting used to the courts and things like that before you took this? uh, Took the court today. Oh, <laughs> I would have rather not played qualifying if that's a good answer. But um, yeah, I feel like I adjusted to this court well, and I can move better now. So, how are you, how are you feeling in terms of experience? And I saw you, you know, playing against Sosa in Stanford, and you obviously had the ability to play a good match then. But just wondering if you feel more consistent or more experienced now in a way that's gonna uh, make you easier for you to win more matches like today. Um, yeah, I feel like back then I wasn't sure how to play like that consistently. Like I would play really good and then drop and play really, like really bad. And now I'm, I'm able to like stay at a consistent level, so yeah. Do you train in Japan or the U.S.? Or? Um, well, I train in Florida. Do you go back to Japan frequently? Um, when I'm like on the what is this side? The that side of the world. The you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Naomi, 
Tammy, have you made adjustments to your game or worked on something in the offseason that looked like maybe you're hitting with a little bit more margin? Am I wrong or not? <laughs> yeah, you're completely right. Um, I was just focusing on consistency and um, basically try not to go for that much. Even though sometimes I feel like really like baited, like wow, I can totally hit this shot. Um, I try to control myself. So does that mean we're not going to see 120 mile an hour forehands anymore? Or what's, what's the deal? 120 mile forehand to the fence. <laughs> I'd rather win the point than like hit somebody in the face. So. Have you ever, have you ever hit anybody in the face? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? Like, um, in a match? It was like doubles, and I I hit them in the face when they were volleying, and I felt really bad. You obviously have a pretty international background. Just wondering, how did you decide to represent Japan? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> in the beginning, it kind of wasn't me that decided. Like, it was along the way. Um, but it's, I just kind of like the food and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and like the city is really cool, and everyone's really nice. So, and I'm really introverted, so I feel like I fit in more there. <laughs> <laughs> Have there been discussions, or has the USTA reached out to you at all, Naomi, about playing for the US? <laughs> um, I don't really know. I just play tennis. <laughs> So I'm not really like thinking about the outside stuff. It's kind of more like everyone else that I know sort of knows that. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, is it tricky at all? Kind of balancing. You were joking before the press conference started. You know, English questions only. Sorry. No, I'm fine by me. Uh, but is it, <laughs> is it tricky at all to balance? You know, a room like this where. You do have kind of responsibilities to Japanese media, but you know your English is probably better than your Japanese. How do um, you balance all that? Well, I'm really like Nihongo Benkyo Shitaret. Whenever I get like, oh sorry, I said um, <laughs> I'm like trying to study Japanese, but I get really nervous when I hear it, like it's really fast. You know, sometimes it sounds like they're rapping. So then I'm just like, oh my god, I didn't hear the first part of the question. So then I look like an idiot, and I don't want to look like an idiot. So, Which makes more nervous, uh, having a press conference with Japanese or playing in a grand slam in front of like a, you know, 10,000 audience. That's such a mean question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very friendly person. Oh, <laughs> um, God. No comment? <laughs> I mean, I like doing interviews, though. It just sometimes people don't get my jokes. It's not like an international joke, so I have to, like, Understand who's asking me the question first. Your meek, your meek mill joke in Singapore that was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I studied that one. <laughs> now, I mean, what are your goals as you go into this season? You think uh, you know ranking goals, top fifty, ranking top one hundred. Um, What's what do you want twenty sixteen to be about? For, uh, for sure, I'm not sure what my ranking is right now, but for sure top hundred. 
And then, um, top 50, I really, like, want to not qualify for Grand Slams ever again. It's not fun, you know? So, um, and do well in a lot of tournaments and hopefully win one, because I have never won a tournament. How, how does today's win, because it's your first Grand Slam win, compared to, like, the win over Stozer, which you said wasn't even the best win of your career because of your sister, but, um, you know, it, how does this compare to a win like that? Does this mean more to you or um, less? I think it means more, because now I know that, um, like, this isn't lucky. You know, like, because it's like, oh, it's lucky. Um, and it's like a Grand Slam, so I feel like it's bigger. And I feel like I kind of matured more, so I know how much it means. So, yeah, okay. it feels better. <laughs> when you saw the uh, name of Peggy in the uh, first round of Poland, so how do you feel that it, it, it was not similar? Oh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kind of sad. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I know her because she's like young and she's really good. But, like, every time someone asks me who I was playing, and then I'd say Wreckage, they'd be like, Warinka's girlfriend. <laughs> so. we'll, we'll make this the last uh, question in English and then switch to national language. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was actually really, like, they were like, there was a, Jap a lot of Japanese people, and they were actually cheering for me, so I was, like, really happy. Are you surprised by that? You always act like you're surprised when <laughs> there's lots of Japanese fans behind you. Yeah, because before, when I, like... I always always think that they think I, they're what am I saying? Okay, I always think that they're surprised that I'm Japanese. So like the fact that there was like Japanese flags and stuff, it was like really touching. So, do you feel like you've been embraced by by Japanese fans, Japanese media? All yeah, yeah, it's really cool. You always mix fans excited with your play, but we barely see you very you know, excited. <laughs> so even after you, know, you, after you won the match, you behave very you know, reserved and you look very calm. So can we see you, you know, fist pump or something in the future? <laughs> um, I do that on the court, though. Uh, I'm just like a really... I don't want to say lazy. But if I don't have to show emotion, I'm just not gonna... But I'm happy, it's just genetically my face is like this, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Similar to that, a lot of the, the people have been impressed by your composure on the court. Deep down, are you just seething inside, or is it there a lot more kind of roiling underneath the surface, or are you that composed? Uh, no. In my brain, I'm going, oh my god, why? about like 90% of the time um but you know I feel like I try to smile sometimes just so I don't throw my racket I'm not sure if I threw my racket today yeah but like I don't feel like I'm composed like I keep hearing people say that but I, I was like whoa okay 
So it's a smilier version of a racket throw? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait. Sometimes I'm, like, actually smiling, so. Naomi, so. Uh, not only Japanese people, but local people also cheer you up this much. Why do you think you could attract so many people? Why do you think? Probably because they think I'm interesting, maybe. What? what, what? <laughs> especially, especially... What point? What point do you um, think you attracted so many people? I don't know, actually. Maybe it's because they can't really pinpoint what I am. So it's like anybody can cheer for me. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I tried my best. <laughs> thank you, Naomi. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of No Challenges Remaining from day four of the Aussie Open. If you want to follow along with us when you're not listening, you can do so by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ncrpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at ncr underscore tennis. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and whatever your podcast app of choice is and leave us reviews on iTunes. We like that. If you were a backer of our show on Kickstarter, first of all, thank you so much. <laughs> so much. So much, so much, so much. Second of all, if you haven't yet, please, and you had a reward, I should say, if you requested no reward, you wouldn't get a survey. But if you did request a reward, a postcard, whatever, uh, we would have sent you a backer survey by email. So fill that out for us. We can Check get your, your junk mail if you haven't seen it. Check your uh, whatever and fill that out with your address and everything so we can get the postcard right in, which we got to start pretty soon. We really need to get on that. So. so we'll be doing that all the rest of the way. And we're also doing Periscopes this week if you haven't seen them. So tune into those. You can watch them live or not live. And yeah, that'll be it from us. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.